1: conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
2: You can sit here after the fact uh. and say, they should have said this, they should have said that. But well, we have the we have the essence of time and seeing something fifty different well, times. All right, so we could talk about it.
3: Yeah, but at that moment, to me, because he was clearly in bounds, and the fact that Devontae Smith was running to the line, that should have been a signal in yeah, real it time. Yeah, should have told them. Like, yes. been like, wait a second. There's there's a reason why, and it's not because he's out of bounds because clearly he's in bounds. We got to get another look at this to see if he actually caught the ball. That's all I'm asking for. Yes,
2: and, and and so much for expedited replay, right? Uh, in the NFL, because the NFL offices should have stop that play right then and there because they have that Hawkeye, I guess it's a, a, a certain type of technology where they can see things quickly, fast, and they can get to an answer relatively within 10 seconds, and they didn't even do that.
3: Mike right, Borogino, coming to you live from the Ford Tough studio on the fan and CBS Sports Network. I had a bad taste in my mouth after both of these games. I really wanted an epic battle and a slugfest between the Eagles and the 49ers. We did not get that with the injuries to the 49ers quarterbacks and I don't think that that's bad luck at all. I think that's the Philadelphia Eagles doing what they've done the entire year, which is getting to the quarterback. As we have detailed, boomers brought up how many sacks they've had this year. I think the third most in regular season history in the NFL and when you try to put a backup tight end on Hassan Reddick to try to block him. Uh, Bad stuff is going to happen. That's exactly what happened to Brock Purdy, but that game ended up being a dud, and I just felt like the officiating got too involved in Bengals Chiefs, and it just did not feel like a great game when it was a close game uh, because of that. Felt herky-jerky, felt weird, felt like things that were happening shouldn't have been happening, like trying to wave the play dead and not waving the play dead, and the Chiefs and the Bengals, you know, thinking that's a fourth-down punt situation, then giving them another opportunity, then the Eli Apple flag, and then on, you know, you have a couple instances... With some missed calls like a the hold on the Patrick Mahomes scramble. Boomer and I disagree about the you know penalty out of bounds that we don't need to go back and forth on. He says they'll call that every time I say in that critical situation to give that team fifteen yards a kick, a field goal. Shouldn't have been called when the block in the back wasn't called on the punt return. But mm-hmm. but Uh, The Cincinnati Bengals had their opportunities, and the Chiefs took advantage of more of those opportunities than the Bengals did. So they are going to the Super Bowl, and boy, did they want it. And I wonder, like, if the Chiefs had lost, like, with all that hype and how pissed off that they were if they somehow lost that game they probably would have been as downtrodden as any team in the history uh, of an AFC championship game because it's like man like they called it Burrowhead and they came in here and beat us well it's not what happened Uh, this time it was for Kansas City as the Lamar Hunt Trophy is back in its its home in Kansas City
2: you know a couple of things you said there so the Eagles have 78 total sacks including postseason Uh, that's third all-time in the NFL Behind the 84 and the 85 Bears. The 84 Bears had 82 sacks. The uh, 85 bears had 80 sacks and now the Eagles have 78 sacks. And like we've been talking about, I, I, th- I feel like we've been talking about this the last three weeks in regards to them, especially when they were getting ready to play the Giants. I mean, they, they come from all over the place. And then you also talked about the tight end that's trying to block Hassan Reddick. So what that tells me is that Kyle Shanahan was trying to do seven man protections to try to keep it simple for Brock Purdy. And sometimes when you do seven man protections and you keep the tight end in, that tight end is asked. To block sometimes an outside linebacker or an edge rusher like Hassan Reddick. And it's just not a fair, it's not a fair fight because Reddick is so fast and so good that, uh, that, that, uh, tight end is, is too light, uh, does not have as long enough arms. It is not nearly as strong enough as a tackle would be. So sometimes you get caught in a formation. Uh, that uh, presents a a major problem, and certainly that did that for San Francisco. And that just goes to show me they were trying to protect Purdy, but they were doing it the wrong way, and uh, unfortunately it caught them, and it caught them early, and it cost them the game. The one thing I wanted to ask you guys, and uh, I wasn't really too much into this, I I couldn't find it anywhere online, uh, and Al, you would know better than I did. How did uh, Eddie the Jockey's dentist appointment go on Friday?
4: Uh, The dental appointment went very well. Uh, He was uh, uh, very polite, Eddie was, uh, really listening intently to what the doctor had to say. Uh, The doctor uh, also came across very well to Eddie and to Danielle, and uh, the doctor is uh, concerned and wants to make sure Eddie is good to go after he gets the procedure that he'll keep these new teeth healthy.
2: All right, so we're at least we're on the right on the right track. So, yeah. do we know what the
4: next step is, or no? Uh, yes, the doctor is still going over all of Eddie's uh, X-rays and things to make sure he's got the right game plan going forward with Eddie. Uh, also, interesting, you've mentioned you asked Boomer about the, you know Eddie has like a tooth hair or there. Are they going to yank those out? Uh, yes, they are not. They're going to work with the current teeth. That are in his system because sometimes uh, the bone density is not good to be pulling uh, healthy teeth out of uh, a mouth that doesn't have other healthy teeth. So uh, they're going to work with Eddie's current teeth and put in new teeth as well. Yeah, and much like what I really like about this is much
3: like 600 pound life, what the before they get the weight loss surgery. The doctor says, you got to show me that you're committed and you can lose weight on your own. So I'm going to give you two months to lose 50 or whatever, how many pounds, and you come back to me and you show me you could do that, then we'll get the surgery. That's what this dentist is doing with Eddie, saying, I'm going to send you home. I'm going to tell you what to do with your teeth. Here are some products. And then when you come back and see me, show me that you're committed to this before I end up going and, and doing all of this for you for nothing.
2: <laughs> all right. So then if uh, they, he ends up doing it for nothing, what do we do with with the GoFundMe. No, page. no, no, I meant no, no, no. That's not what I meant. I said doing it for nothing, meaning <clears throat> that Eddie's just going to let
3: these new teeth or whatever just go down. No, now. I
2: know, but I'm just saying. If Eddie doesn't come through and doesn't show up the next time around, improved, then the doctor's not going to dentist is not going to do what we need him to do, and therefore we're going to have a pile of cash sitting in a GoFundMe page. Yeah, it's a great question. I'm sure we'll. uh We'll huddle up and talk about yeah. that off the air. I,
4: I thought another thing uh, that I thought was very nice of the dentist. He didn't want to just put in full dentures with Eddie. He said, "You know, as we get older, one of the few pleasures in life is eating and tasting. And when you have dentures, you don't really taste your food." And he doesn't want to take that away from Eddie. Interesting. Oh, isn't
2: that nice? Yep. Yeah, this guy knows what he's doing. So we found the right guy. That's
0: right. good.
3: Right. Right. Absolutely. Uh, all right. Let's go to Robert, who's calling from Staten Island. What's going
0: on, Robert? How you doing? Hey. Hey, Boomer, hey, I Robert. say, Boomer, I thought that your dress attire was fantastic. The earmuffs, everything was great. You look like a guy right out of Christmas Story dressed for the team. Um, but I want to ask you a question. After the game, what was Kelsey racing his mouth about?
2: Well, he was just going after uh, the Cincinnati mayor who did some stupid stuff last week, and he did all sorts of proclamations claiming that, you know, Joe Burrow was uh, the daddy of Patrick Mahomes and idiotic stuff like that that normal politicians get themselves embroiled in. So they don't know when to shut up, and they and they try to jump on as many uh, of these gravy trains as they possibly can to increase their, their I, I guess, their visibility and their popularity. But in this case, I think a lot of people in Cincinnati are probably ticked off at him.
3: Yeah, definitely blew up in his face, and it didn't work out the way that he wanted it to work out. Uh, Sean in Hopewell, New Jersey. What's up, Sean?
0: Hey, first time, long time, uh, Bengals fan back to the days of, uh, Kenny Anderson throwing to Isaac Curtis. Loved all your years boomer. You was so awesome for, for Bengals fans. Question I had for you is in that last series, the Bengals, you know, get seven on first down. It's second and three. They throw one long pass. Great defense by the Chiefs. Throw another one long. There's what? Less than a minute in the game. Why, yep. why aren't they going for a first down there? A, a, a higher percentage play on at least one of those. So you know you get a new set of
2: downs, and you're not giving the ball back to the Chiefs. You know what that is? That's, that's, that's just so Joe Burrow trusts his two great wide receivers. And even though they were double teamed, uh, especially T. Uh, Higgins was, uh, they, he still wanted to give him a chance to go up and get the ball, just like he gave Jamar Chase on that fourth down play where Jamar Chase went up and got the ball between two defenders. They ran the same exact play they just flipped it to the other side of the field. Jamar was going running down the left side. T was running down the right side, and uh, the 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 safety and the the cornerback played it. Brian Cook played it much better than they did on the other side against uh, against uh, Jamar Chase. So it's something that the Bengals have done all year long. They they throw the ball up and they give their great wide receivers an opportunity to take advantage of young rookie defensive backs, and in that case it just didn't work.
3: Yeah, I mean, I've been talking about that all morning. I didn't like either one of those play calls. I felt like they were moving the ball and they didn't need to do that. And by the way, that was the second to last possession. That's when they got the ball with about nine and a half minutes to go in the fourth quarter. And then that one ended up in the interception on the second long pass. The last possession was the one where they had that critical third and 16 Hayden Hurst completion, and then that ended in the Chris Jones sack.
2: And even that, uh, even that that uh you know that interception if he doesn't if t higgins doesn't trip the defensive back that's going to be like a 35 40 yard return it looked like yeah and instead it ended up as a punt inside the i think the 10 yard line so field position wise it didn't kill the bengals because they did get the ball back as you pointed out but i felt like yes that was the series where they were going to go down and they were going to score a touchdown and and then with the way that Lou Anarumo's defense had played this offense over the last four games, they still did not give up a touchdown in any of the four games that they played against uh the, the Patriots. That's a pretty awesome defensive accomplishment, if you ask me.
3: Right. And there was that big fourteen yard run on second and thirteen for Joe Burrow on that drive, and then they gave it to Mixon for seven, and I was thinking, man, this this is it. Now the chunk plays, now they're gonna do it, and they got a little bit greedy uh going down the field and it didn't end up working out for them. Uh, all right, one more here, Doug and Hoboken. What's up, Doug?
0: Hey, morning guys. Hey. I'm with you, Joe. That 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 penalty at the very end of the game, may they call these Tic Tac penalties, and it just seems like when and there should be some kind of review. I mean, you could tell that they were. He's going after Mahomes, who's a thoroughbred, and he's you know he's making sure that he can't get any more yards. And they're both going at the same time, and he gives him a push. I get it, you know he needs to pull back. But God, they're really asking these guys to stop on a dime. And yeah, like the same thing with these these helmets. You know, these helmet uh, penalties, when the finger touches the side of the helmet, and boom, 15 yards, they just they leave a bad taste and they change the complete outcome of the game. Yeah,
3: listen, that's, I agree. And I think there was, if you look there, just like they've called this out of bounds penalty, as Boomer mentioned, the whole year, they've also called when a guy has his arm around, an offensive lineman has his arm around the neck of a defensive lineman in a critical play, they've also called that holding. They didn't call that holding. That was on, on Orlando that
2: Brown. That's right. They didn't on Orlando Brown. So, but I will I will say this both uh, uh, Mahomes and Osai came on the sideline, and Osai r- ran into like a Bengal. Official standing right in front of the heated bench. I don't, I don't even know how that guy got up. I mean, bolted him when flying into the bench. It's a dangerous play. He's clearly out of bounds. Clearly out of bounds. And even, you know, the uh, Jermaine Pratt, res- uh, I guess, response as he's going into the locker room after the game tells you all you need to know. And then Osai, the way that he is talking about it after the game, he knows he did the wrong thing. They all know they did the wrong thing.
3: Yeah. I just, to me, a critical situation like that to give 15 yards. Just, I, I don't know.
2: We've gone that, over. That, that, a it's going to happen. Today. It's going to happen every time. Did you see the guy in the sideline, the Bengal? Uh, I guess, uh, I don't know. It's a trainer. I couldn't tell. I think it's a trainer. Yeah. Or an assistant coach just get ab- absolutely hammered into that bench. Yeah. I, it was the hardest hit. Watch this. Watch, watch 58. Mm-hmm. So he pushes Mahomes. Now watch who he runs into. Watch this. Right. I couldn't tell who this guy is. Right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Poor bastard got leveled. Yeah, He got Uh, got steamrolled, man. It's just so
3: annoying watching it over and over (laughs) again. It just really really is. Uh, All right. Uh, Coming up next, the free stuff that Boomer's been eating all morning at this radio station in Kansas City. Is it really free? We've got that answer next in a Jerry Recco update and
1: moment of the day.
6: On the fan and CBS Sports
3: Network, we've got Jerry Reco standing by with another update moment of the day, but... Boomer is in Kansas City, of course, covering the AFC Championship game for CBS and the NFL today. So it was a late game, stayed over there, and he is at News Talk 980 in Kansas City. And he said, hey, we have to have a talk when I get back there because this Odyssey station here in Kansas City, well, they've got all this free stuff in the break room. I mean, and you will not believe it. So he FaceTimed us, and it looked like a gas station convenience store. I mean, there was just soda after soda, every type of snack you could imagine. Imagine from pastries to chips to energy bars to five-hour energy just get on and on and on and on and on. And then there's a machine that I saw there, and Al saw it too, and he goes, what's that? What's that right there? So you zoomed in. It's like, I don't know. It's some sort of rewards thing. Like, I have no idea. And I saw, like, a debit card insertion thing that was there and i'm like wait a second i think that's probably where you pay and this is like an honor system thing broom was like no it's not everything's free i don't care everything's free i'm starving and i don't care so to get to the bottom of this we have uh, on the line the brand manager for both sports radio 610 (laughs) and news talk 980 steven specter steven good morning how are you Good morning, Gio. How are you? Uh, we're, we're doing great here. Uh, is that break room that has all that stuff in that, is that free for employees or do people have to pay? I hate
0: to break it to Boomer, but it's definitely not free. In <laughs> fact, there are three different forms of payment in which you can pay for said energy drinks, snacks and all that. You can do cash, you can do credit card, you can do your rewards card. Definitely not free
2: here in Kansas City. Well, let let me just say this, that Stephen was nice enough to pick me up this morning at the hotel at 4 a.m. local time. So I appreciate that, Stephen. Uh, I am not an employee of this particular station, so I just took it upon myself as one of your guests to just go do some shopping for free. And by the way, I took about 10 different items. (laughs) So just so you know that I appreciate the hospitality because you guys don't make any coffee around here. I don't know what the hell that's all about.
0: Like Kramer says, it's a write off We're just the ones writing them off. So uh, it's all good. Um, we'll take care of you.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm
3: sure. But if that was like the low-level tape op at the news station, I mean, that guy's probably going to get a, a write-up. I mean, that guy's certainly going to get in trouble. Is there a camera there
0: that you watch to see if people are stealing those things? Multiple cameras. There are multiple different angles. In fact, you can watch the camera angles above the payment kiosk. So, um, I'm sure face is all over the company kitchen website, and they're trying to probably figure out why uh, no no money has been inserted into the kiosk.
2: Well, Steve. Well, Steve. You know what? Just send uh, send Spike the uh, the bill. I'm sure he'll pay it. Uh, You know, the other thing, too, uh, Gio, this is a really small world. Stephen grew up in the Washington, D.C. area. Yeah. And is really, really close friends with a very dear friend of mine's daughter. They went to high school together. Oh, okay. All right. Very good. Another small world. Does she also steal stuff, or is that just you? Well, I'm I'm not stealing anything. I'm a guest, man. They said, hey, have at it. Did they not? Stephen, did you say, hey, have at it?
0: (laughs) Yeah, why not? That's what I (laughs) said. That's a No. (laughs) That's definitely a no. All right. Well, uh,
3: Boomer's just ransacking your place. I hope this doesn't cost you so much, you know, a ton of money. But uh, you've been a great host there, and Boomer said amazing things about your radio station, and you're going to need more uh, Drake's Ho-Hos and Honey (laughs) Buns and all sorts of stuff that he stuffed his face with.
0: Well, Gio, let me say this. There's a egg salad sandwich that has been in the, like, the refrigerated part since the romeo cornell era so it's what we use for all of our show bets so if you lose a bet on the show that's the punishment so if you guys ever have like a a show bet that needs to be settled we'll send you the egg salad sandwich from 2012 and uh you guys can settle it that way
3: awesome thanks steven i appreciate that thank you Uh, so uh does now that you've hosted boomer there at the radio station are you expecting him to come on talk uh shows on the uh, sports radio 610 there is that like a nice little deal where hey we hosted you so can you go on with our afternoon show
0: we'd love it if uber came on but you know what he's a busy man and uh we'll see what happens at nine o'clock <laughs> <Fuck it>! <laughs> <laughs>
3: all right steven take care man all right <laughs> Thanks, guys. All right. See so It's Steven Spector, the I brand I can't believe manager. you just
2: did that to me. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> I don't care about the, the snack part of it, but just you just offered me up as a guest when I got to go catch a flight. Yeah, well, you know, he goes, let's see what happens. <laughs> and by the way, all of that stuff was, uh, you know, everything's prearranged. Everything's taken care of. Spike did a good job. No screw ups. Okay, well, that, that that is good, but I just love, like, the, the boomer take on
3: life as opposed to <laughs> us. Like, you're like, look at all this free stuff. This is amazing in here. Let me just take all this free stuff, and I'm like, wait a second. There's no way that that's free. It's just nothing. This is awesome. It wasn't even snack size. They were full bags of chips. I, know. I was like, "Are you kidding me?" They're stocking this up, and people are taking this for free. And then that whole debit card thing. I was like, yeah, I know. I, no
2: I saw. Way. I saw that. I was like, I don't want any part of that thing. I don't want any part of that machine. I don't really care. I just want the stuff that's free." Oh, my God. Yeah, that Stephen Spector's are now composing an email saying, sorry,
3: guys, no Christmas party this year. <laughs> Boomer and <Esiason laughs> just ate enough snacks to uh. cancel that whole thing. That was great. He was like, not only, Gio, is there, you have to pay
2: for it, but there's three forms of payment. You can use your rewards cards, cash, or credit. It's definitely not free. you." You would like to think that he would have said something to me. He said, if you need something, just go grab it. No, the big sign and machine weren't <laughs> enough. <laughs> like, pay here.
3: Bozo. Oh, that's great. Look at all this free stuff. We're going to get this in Odyssey. Yeah, okay. Oh, man. That's a a guy who has both a TV job and a radio job right there. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He thought one was the other. Uh, All right, very good. That was funny. Uh, Jerry is back with another update (laughs) moment of the day. Hello,
6: Jerry. Oh, hello. Sponsored by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com and brought to you by Jack Pocket. Play official state lottery games on your phone. Run through the sound one more time this morning as the Chiefs beat the Bengals to advance to the Super Bowl.
2: Harrison Butker, the biggest kick of his Chiefs' life. Placement is down. Butker's kick is up. The spinning kick high. Floating in the air. And it is good! 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 Did Cincinnati call timeout? They did not!
6: And so the Chiefs win 23-20, a lot happening in the final couple of minutes of this game with Cincinnati not being able to move the ball, the uh, the Chiefs getting it back, they get the punt return to the 50, you get the penalty on Joseph Asai, and that leads to the Butker game-winning kick. And so it is on to the Super Bowl as Travis Kelsey and his club said bye-bye to the Bengals, something the Cincinnati mayor thought wouldn't happen on Friday, so Kelsey had enough of that.
2: Said enough about the Cincinnati mayor. It was it
6: was Cincinnati was a better city when Jerry Springer was a mayor. Ha ha ha. Here was Kelsey on CBS though going after him.
2: Hey, I got some wise words for that Cincinnati mayor. Know your role and shut your mouth. You Jabroni
6: And as we found out, that's the wrestling thing from The Rock. Okay, fine, still funny. Here's Patrick Mahomes. Not bad for a guy running around on one ankle. 326 yards passing. Couple of touchdowns making the big scramble at the end as well. And now another trip to the Super Bowl.
0: Yeah, I'd appreciate it way more. I mean, I I, I don't want to say that in a bad way. I think uh, when I first got in the league, it all all happened so fast. Um, I won the MVP. I won the the Super Bowl. And I thought that's just kind of how it went.
6: And how about them getting to the Super Bowl? No tight kill They've moved on from certain guys. Marquez Valdez, Scandling, six catches, 116 yards, and a touchdown. Isaiah Pacheco had a big game for them as well. And Sky Moore was the one with the punt return to midfield. As for Cincinnati, they've got to deal with their own issues coming up short. Here was Joseph Asai with the big penalty at the wrong time in a big game.
2: i got to know not to not to get close to that quarterback when he's close to that sideline. If, if there's anything that could uh, possibly cause a penalty in a guy, situation like that i gotta do
6: better it certainly was a big penalty here is their head coach zach taylor walking out of the stadium a loser no Head stadium not on this day
2: you know watching them celebrate it's
0: it's it's horrible you know because this team has invested so much in each other uh to get to this point and um you know we've been playing playoff football really since halloween we just didn't know it you know we had to win
2: 10 games in a row to be here
6: And a lot of credit to that Chiefs defense. You mentioned Chris Jones before, Boomer. His numbers were off the charts. Uh, Burrow just tips his cap to the pressure that they put on him all afternoon.
0: They did a good job. They had a good plan. They did a good job of creating one-on-one matchups up front to to let their guys go and try try to
6: win. They
2: did a good job of it.
6: He threw for 271, touchdown and two picks. So, Chiefs and Eagles in the Super Bowl. Eddie, skipped the highlight. We'll just get to Jalen Hurts um, talking about, yeah, we won the conference. That's great. Yes, we're going to the Super Bowl, but no time for celebration is not yet.
5: It's really hard for me to do that. I, I try to, what you guys say, enjoy the moment, but my, my, my joy comes in winning.
6: But I know the job isn't done. And he has won, He he was the quarterback when they lost to Washington, correct?
3: Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was playing. And then those yeah. other two games they lost were Minshew games. One against the Cowboys, and then what was the other one? I don't remember. But yeah, they whatever. He, but yeah, they, they went in and smacked
6: the the Commanders. Went in and smacked the Eagles when Hurts was the quarterback. Right, so he was 13 or 14 and 1 this season. That is pretty impressive. He didn't throw for a lot yesterday, just 121, but didn't have to. He ran for 39 yards and a score, and the running game really was the story. Boston Scott with a touchdown run. Miles Sanders ran for two. As for the Niners, they were forced to run the ball nonstop because injuries to Brock Purdy, elbow injury, MRI today, and then Josh Johnson comes in. And Purdy didn't play very long, by the way, first series. Johnson goes 7 for 13 for 74 yards, but he gets concussed. Here was Purdy feeling it for the fans.
4: Obviously been in the Super Bowl in 19 and then last year in the NFC Championship. And then for this to happen, it's in the first drive, really, of, man, like this is the kind of game we have to play after the first drive. And I'm just I'm just
6: frustrated. And they they were even trying with Christian McCaffrey, who did have a heck of a run, by the way. They even tried him throwing uh, once or twice. Here was Nick Sirianni, the head coach of the Eagles, has really done a good job. He says statement game.
2: I wouldn't say we, we felt disrespected
0: by, by anything, by any means, but we wanted to come out here and, and, and let, we knew we knew, um, but let everybody know that how physically tough we are and how
6: mentally tough we are. Have you ever thought since they won, you know, obviously they had the great season, but now that they won yesterday again, isn't it amazing to think back his opening press conference, what he's turned into, and what yeah. his team has turned into? Oh, him? yeah. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. And not only it that, is amazing
3: opening press conference. He had that weird one in the middle of the season too about like the the growing of the grass, and he sounded just completely lost. And we were laughing you at put him. <laughs> yeah, yes, remember you your seeds your- down, lay your seeds, spread your seeds, and then watch water it, and water it. I was like, oh god, uh, but he's <laughs> right. done it. Right? I mean, it, you know, I thought they were nuts for firing Doug Peterson at the time, but I don't know if Doug Peterson would have gotten him back again. But the fact that they did that and then reloaded and now are doing it with another quarterback a couple years later, it's crazy. And another coach.
6: Yeah, yeah. Wow. Pretty good. And also, I know Trent Brown lost his mind a little bit at the end. Oof. I did find it funny that it was Endomic and Sue that was trying to be the peacekeeper in that situation, if you notice that. So, whatever. Philadelphia, Kansas City, Super Bowl 57 in Phoenix, somewhere we will be broadcasting from all week next week, and looking forward to that. The question now around the league is, where does Tom Brady and where does Aaron Rodgers play? You've got reports saying the Packers preferring to move on from Rodgers, and you've also got reports saying that the Dolphins don't plan on pursuing Brady so those two could be had. Brady, you just got to pay. Rogers, you got to trade for. We shall see. Miami hiring Vic Fangio as their new defensive coordinator. And the Cowboys, it looks like, are going to go without an offensive coordinator as they part ways with Kellen Moore. The way the story goes, Mike McCarthy will call plays next season. NBA, the Nets after they went over the Knicks over the weekend, home for the Lakers. Lakers play the Nets and Knicks back to I believe it's back-to-back nights. I think it's LA, New York tomorrow at the Garden. So this evening we'll have it for you on the fan. The Nets 30 and 19. On the season. Uh, Giannis at 50 and a Bucks win over the Pelicans. You got St. John's beating Georgetown on a late three by A.J. Stores. And it was Iowa beating Rutgers 93 to 82. Time now for moment of the day. Brought to you by <laughs> Casamigos. T- <laughs> <You laughs> I know I screwed it up. I screwed it up. I screwed it up. I screwed it up. Moment of the day brought to you by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos Tequila brought to you by those who drink it. <laughs> Yay! There you go. <laughs> so last hour, so Geo and Al were on full attack mode on Brock Purdy's desire to compete in the NFC Championship game after hurting his arm and Boomer was having none of it.
3: All <laughs> I said was I wanted to see him try to throw it, the ball down the field so I knew Dude, that he, he
2: was on, on the sideline warming up. I know, and he, he threw a trying to down throw down it side on the sideline side did in the game.
5: He and and he was like, I,
2: I, he was, I, I can't do it, coach. I can't. I'm sorry. I can't do
4: it. <laughs> Again, yeah. such as feel good season and now no effort this last game. No. Yeah. Oh, no, no. no effort. <laughs>
2: okay. No. <laughs> uh, from a guy who eats peanut butter and rice cakes. <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh,
6: God. And, and that's the most manly thing he is.
2: <laughs> every day at seven fifteen. I gotta go get my peanut butter rice cakes. <laughs> Why doesn't he still play? Oh, his arm's falling off. He's got to at least try. The Super Bowl's on the line. Oh my God!
4: Just like we had this legend of rock party, and then he let us all down yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> let us all down. Yep. I did. Game was a total
6: dodge because he didn't try. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, that was funny. <laughs> so because Brock Purdy sucks, Philadelphia goes to the Super Bowl. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you guys, man. Oh, I see so suicide happens when, you're not there, when I'm not
6: there. There you go. Moment of the day. Safe travels, boom. (laughs) (laughs) You too, Jerry.
3: You know, uh, I still stand by that take, by the way. I don't know if Al's backing down or not. No, No, stand by. Totally stand. There's no way Al's backing down. (laughs) Totally stand by that take. Just give me a shot. Just give me a little snapshot of what that arm can do.
2: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours.
3: Sports Network, I was just doing some calculations in my head, and I think that The Kansas City Chiefs going to the Super Bowl instead of the Cincinnati Bengals probably cost you a good $40,000. And the fact that it wasn't Bengals 49ers, I think, probably cost you about $75,000. That's just in my head. I don't know if you know uh, what the numbers actually are or you were thinking about it like I was thinking about it. But now you know, the relevance of Boomer Esiason at a non-CBS Super Bowl Uh, and it doesn't have the Bengals in it, and then it doesn't have Bengals 49ers in it, which would have been, of course, a rematch of the game that that you played in, that definitely is a lot of appearances that just got wiped right away from your plate. A lot
2: of appearances. Um, Yeah, I'm sorry about that. Well, you know what? Just think about your own relevance. <laughs> I don't have much. Non-existence. <laughs> exactly. I don't have much. <laughs> know your role and shut your mouth, you jabroni! <laughs> I'm just looking out for you, man. I don't know Yeah, you're you're... jabroni. Just
3: know your role. I don't, uh, listen, I do know my role, and I'm just saying yeah. that. I know I don't have any relevance, but for you, like, it's just, this would have been a big cash cow, and I was rooting for that. And well, How, and do, that you know? how have... do you know?
2: How do you know? You don't know my schedule in Arizona right now but it would I could guarantee you and I know you I would gonna... have had a, I would I I there's there's only so much time in a day Yeah a lot of these days I'm going to be playing golf Yeah and we have to get up really early I understand all of that and, and right now I already have four of those appearances that were pre-scheduled regardless of who was making it.
3: Yeah, I, I understand. But you know how people work. And if you have like a oh, Bengals 49ers, this is going to be great. You know, we'll get Rice here. We'll get Boomer here. And we'll have a chalk talk. There would have been something else that sprouted out of the ground. At least one or two things. That's all. A I chalk mean, talk. You know, a little chalk talk. Such Boomer and Jerry Wright. Hey, let's go back. Rewatch the game with Boomer Tyson right. and Joe Montana. You know, yeah. and sell tickets to it. That would have been awesome. Like, there's, somebody would have done something else for you, uh, without a doubt. So, I was actually... I was. It would have been more fun, I think, for all of us if it were Bengals 49ers in Phoenix, personally. Because it just would yeah. have,
2: like, you know, had a little more juice for us in our show. You know what? Uh, the fact that it's in Arizona, the fact that uh, we're going out there, that is uh, enough juice for me. Okay. All right, folks. Believe me. Believe me when I say... I mean, just... I am so looking forward to this, you can't even imagine. No, of course we all are. I just, you know, you always want just a little bit more.
3: You know, I just want just a little bit more. And you being there with the Bengals, it just would have been
2: great. Some former
3: teammates probably would have flown out there and been there. You know, more of
2: them than usual. It just would have been like a fun thing. All right, so let me ask you this question uh, before we go off the air. And that is, uh, Friday night you were at the Mm -hmm. Islander game. Mm -hmm. You took Sal Licata there. Yeah, You had a chance to uh, to meet Steve Cohen. Yeah. Uh, did you, uh, was it small talk or did you get into like a deep conversation about, you know, what happened with the Grom and what happened with Correa or, or did you just say, hi, Mr. Cohen, I'm, I'm Greg Giannani from WFN. Well, what did you do?
3: No, no, no. I went up to him. Like I said, I used your daughter as the icebreaker because there was no way that me just walking up to him would have been enough to get his attention. So I, I used Sydney as the shield and I I brought her up there and all of a sudden, you know, the conversation stopped between him and Dennis Potvan. So then I started saying, Steve, I don't know if you remember this, but me and you had this uh, fun little little, uh, Twitter DM thing going back and forth before the Lindor trade. And I was going on this hunger strike is this radio pit. And I actually didn't eat for a day. I didn't know how much longer I would go, but I didn't eat for like (laughs) 30 hours. So in wanting you to sign a free agent because it was the first year you were the owner. And you were paying attention to the show, and then you sent me a DM about 10 minutes before the Lindor trade, and you said, would you end your hunger strike for a trade, not a free agent signing? And I said, absolutely, I would, depending on who it is. And then 10 minutes later, it came out that it was Lindor, and then I said, oh, that's so funny, back and forth, and he goes, we had this little relationship going. So I brought that up to him. He pretended like he didn't remember. He's like, oh. He's like, I'm not saying I didn't do that, but no, I don't remember that. And then he had a chuckle about it. And then I went to Alex Cohen, his wife, and I said, do you, and I told her the story. She laughed at the story, loved the story. And I said, Steve is pretending he didn't remember that. And she goes to me, oh, he remembers. He's just acting too cool to remember it. And I said, oh, interesting.
2: <laughs> I said, oh, interesting. Uh, the wife gave him up, man. I yeah. can't believe that. Yeah, well,
3: that that was... Now I don't know if she actually knows, but she's like, I bet he remembers it, you All know, right. uh, type of thing. And then I had a great Alex Cohen is so cool. She was we. I talked to her for much longer than than Steve. She is awesome, and me and her have the same vocabulary. Let me tell you that much. We were <laughs> going back and forth, shooting f bombs back and forth at each other. A couple New Yorkers, you know, growing up as Mets fans, you know, and just talking about that Padres series and how disappointing it was. So so she was she was great. And Steve, I didn't talk as much too and the only the other thing i said to to steve to try to to try to crack him a little bit you know and he was getting bombarded by people um was uh i said he had his uh, the fisherman fish sticks islander jersey on so i said i said be honest steve i said you ever gonna put this thing on again and he goes i've actually been thinking about a scenario in which i would put this on again and i can't think of one and he gave me a smile and then that was that. So, so
2: do you think when you get invited to his box that he will have a Mets jersey waiting for you? No. He's
3: not. That is not going to happen. So that's just Ledecky does that. Um, no, and the I'm Islanders. Right. I, he Steve may do it for people, but not people as
2: less important as I am. Like You know what no, I'm saying? Like, you're, if you're invited to the owner's box, you want the owner to actually... You know, become the owner and make you excited about being there, which is exactly what John Ledecky did for you and Sal Licata. That is
3: correct. Yeah, and Frenchie and Frenchie. That's right. And, and Eddie Erickson. Yes, that that's did right. Did you have
2: to carry Frenchie out of there?
3: No, Frenchie was th- taking care of me that night. I was, okay, I was, I was the one. Frenchie <laughs>
2: was taking care of you. Okay. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. I know. Believe it or not, but I uh, see on this, on this whole thirty, I decided I was like, I can't not drink. On, on a night like this, like I'm in the owner's box, I have to have a couple. Well, uh, yeah, the Casamigos definitely was, uh, me and Casamigos got together very quickly that night, and yeah, it was, it was fine. It wasn't over the top, but he brought us right down, by the way, to, on, the, on the ice at the third period, and I tweeted out that video. I saw one of the Islanders' goals from right behind the goal, and I was screaming at that uh, Red Wings goalie, Hellberg, and I was getting in his face. And that was a Atta lot boy. of fun. See, yeah.
2: everybody loves hockey, man.
3: Yeah, no, it was it, it was it was great. And then I met uh, Steve Cohen, one of Steve Cohen's security guys. Awesome, huge fan of the show. His name's Jim Kelly. Believe it or not, <laughs> 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 shout out to Jim Kelly who uh, listens and and uh, watches every single day. So, yeah, it was no, it was it was a it was a tremendous night. And, and, and Donovan Mitchell's dad, by the way, could not have been nicer. I was lamenting to him about how I wanted his son on
2: the Knicks. He goes, you're telling me, you know. Oh, so he, did he give you any inside information on that whole thing and what went down there? The only thing he told me was that
3: he really thought it was going to happen because. He saw him at some event. There was some event that had happened prior to, like after Jalen Brunson signed and before Donovan Mitchell got traded, they were both at an event and the two of them were talking for a really, really long time. And he watched that and he was like, Oh man, like this is, this is getting real now. This is getting real. he's like, you know, remember when Kyrie and Kevin Durant were talking at that? um that all-star game in the back and they caught him and then ended up going you know free agency together to the nets like he was like man and then he said it just didn't just didn't work out but he loves sports he loves sports talk he's like we're going to talk some sports tonight I was like all right fine with me <laughs> so yeah. you know, it was an all it was just an, an an awesome night
2: i mean in, in and that man, fraud salad put on that <laughs> uh, that island, islander jersey right 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 he did
3: but he got bought i mean john ledecky can get right in there man he knows how to he knows how to turn somebody into a into an islanders fan you're
4: nothing but a was?
3: yeah he's for sure that was that was great and then they did i did i tell you about the the team store thing yes oh, yes yeah, you yeah. did okay so yeah went down and you know, Sal was stuffing the bag, you know, one item I'm sure after, he another, was. after another after yeah. another. Yeah, so, I mean, it was just, it had gotten to the point where that bag was just overflowing. It was, it was a little bit embarrassing. You know, I was like, I told him, I said, like, you might want to put two or three of those things back, you know? And Frenchie's like, Frenchie only takes one thing. And I'm like, Frenchie, let's go here. Oh, well, you can have more than one thing. It's all right. He took, like, you know, Islander's socks or something. He's like, I feel
2: bad. <laughs> I'm like, did the he, owner
3: he, just told you to get a sweatshirt or something. Go and do that. Did he take the Potvin's socks? the socks? <laughs> socks. No, no, no. He did not take the Potvin's socks. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yep, and I got a picture of me, Sal, and Dennis Potvin with Sal wearing the Islanders jersey. Oh, oh boy. Oh, 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 oh. That's another great one I could use as blackmail one day. Um, but just an awesome, awesome night. Uh, John Ledecky and his, his team, he's got around him. Uh, Jay and Grace and Maddie and all these tremendous people up there he's got the, he's got the greatest thing going I tell you he really does
1: okay picture this it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can conquer it I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road any road the steeper the better